2: It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts, like, 17-year-olds.
1: The NHL has to tread the water really carefully. Like, they don't even have a goalie! Like, what is <laughs> what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh, so, sorry. no, so listen, hear me out.
2: It's going somewhere. It's... It's just not part of hockey.
1: Like, really, looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like,
2: welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Slapshot Sweethearts. You know me, I'm Megan. You know that her, she's Shannon. Today we have Adam joining us, director of publications and digital content for the Anaheim Ducks. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. Happy Super to be here. To have you? yeah, that's great.
2: We love to give our viewers different perspective on the sport of like all the different sides. So excited to hear from your side. So let's, I guess, start from the beginning. How did you get to this job? So I know you worked in golf before and then yeah. made the pivot here.
0: Right. Um, first of all, I will apologize in advance if my dog barks during this, but, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not any commentary on whatever I'm saying. It's just random, but um, yeah, it's been in, in September. It'll be 16 years that I've been with the Ducks, and uh, it's been a great ride. Um, uh, yeah, I did originally work in the golf industry. I worked for nine years up in Monterey for the Northern California Golf Association. Um, but I grew up down here um, and always wanted to come back here, and kind of things fell into place. And it's a long story of how I got the job with the Ducks, but I always, whenever I'm talking to college students or people looking to get into sports, uh, I I sort of tell my story because ages ago, even before the internet, if you can imagine such a time, I I worked as an intern for the what what was called the California Angels. Now they're the Los Angeles Angels or uh, whatever we're calling them these days. Um, And the guy that I worked for for just one summer for free, by the way, um, was still there when I was applying for the job with the Ducks. And I um, hit him up and asked for him to put in a good word. He knew the guys that were hiring and uh, we always talk about networking, and that that was a, a huge key for me to get the job with the Ducks. Uh, that's the short version of the story. The long one, we'd be here a while. But um, like I said, 16 years. It was uh, September of 05. Um, that first season, we went to the Western Conference Final. The very next season, we won the Stanley Cup. So there was kind of the feeling, and a lot of us started at that around that same time because it was coming out of the, the first NHL lockout. There was sort of that feeling that, uh, oh, we're going to do this every year. Uh, but, uh, needless to say, it's, it's been our only cup and the last couple seasons, uh, we've been a little further from a second cup than we'd, uh, than we, we'd ever been, than we've ever been in my personal career. Um, but hoping to get back to that. And, uh, um, we, we feel like there's some, there's some, uh, certainly, uh, some positives on the horizon for this team, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a great, uh, I can't believe it's been 16 years. It's gone by so quickly, but it's, it's been really fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, saying with one, so are you a Ducks fan? I guess so like with 16 years. No, not
0: really. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, big Ducks fan and and, it, it, and uh I grew up in Orange County um and and in fairness, I wasn't down here when the team was founded in in 93. I um I was in college uh at Fresno State, uh, which is the the Harvard of the San Joaquin Valley, which nobody calls it that, uh, but uh, I was uh, I was up there um, and then moved to Northern California after that. So I wasn't here when the team was founded. Um, you know, I grew up on every other Southern California sports team, and uh, I, I didn't go to many Kings games, but that was the only team here. But my dad went to um, you know Ducks games in the very beginning, and um, it was a weird adjustment. It was very Disney fied back then, and um, they had a lot of sideshows going on in the arena. Um, when, when I got hired, it was just after the Samuelis bought the team from Disney and sort of changed, um, you know, a, a lot of the nature of the look, the uniforms. And, of course, we've had um, some nice uh, flashbacks to, you know, with, with certain jerseys to, to, our, uh, to our roots. Um, but as the long answer to the short question, which is, yes, I'm, I'm a huge Ducks fan, and, and just like all the other fans, uh, it means a, a little bit, I wouldn't say it means more to me because I work for the team. Um, certainly my job is affected by the wins and losses more than your average fan, but uh, but uh, in many, many ways, I, I am a, a huge fan of the team.
1: Yeah, so that's a great segue, actually. You know, your job definitely ebbs and flows as the team ebbs and flows. Yeah. What does the day-to-day look like for you in your role with publications and digital content?
0: Yeah, so um, in that role, I oversee, the publications part is mostly our game program and then a handful of books that I've done over the years. Um, so we had our twenty fifth anniversary a couple seasons ago, and um, I put together some books on on the team history and then um, I've put I've done books on the three guys that we have uh, whose numbers we have retired in the Raptors Solani Niedermeyer, and um, Korea. Um, so that's the publication side. The digital content side is is more heavy day to day for me, and that's overseeing websites, social media, mobile app, etc. Um, and, yeah, that's an area, like a lot of areas in our organization, that's heavily affected by fan sentiment, which in turn is, is affected by team performance. So, um, it, you know, the really cool thing about working, and, and I'll, I'll focus on the social media side, the really cool thing is, is we feel a direct, my, myself and, and the, um, the small staff that I oversee, we feel a direct connection to the fans and, and to a large swath of fans. In the hundreds of thousands, into the millions of fans all across the globe, that's really great. That can uh, that can be more difficult when the team's struggling and the fans are frustrated. Um, but you know that those ebbs and flows and those highs and lows are are part of what makes the job, you know, really cool and unique. And when you're talking day to day, different day to day. So,
2: yeah, I have to ask about okay. TikTok, which okay. has clearly taken over the. I guess our country in the last yeah, right, year, right? But you guys like haven't leaned into it as much as yeah. our teams. Is that is TikTok just like the bane of your existence? Because it is for us.
0: No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. It is a it is an area that we want to delve into and um and have taken very small baby steps so far. Um, there was a feeling that with the our first venture into it, we wanted to to use our mascot. Um, as sort of our first steps in it. It seems right. like a natural fit with dancing and everything else. Um, we've done a few things. The, my uh, uh, digital content producer, Tyler Pistoia, who oversees or or handles all of our social media, uh, at least hands-on, I guess I oversee it and, and he's he's the go-to on on everything. He's started to dip into TikTok just a little bit. And he's a uh, a... I won't say former goalie, he's still a beer league, men's league goalie. Um, and so he's he's wanted to do some stuff involving goalies um, on our TikTok. So, um, you know, uh, breaking down the, the four, fourth wall or however you say the expression, he's the guy behind the mask on some of the TikTok videos we've done with, like, with goalie, uh, doing impressions of different goalies around the league. Uh, so he's getting a kick out of it. We're getting good, um, you know, kind of engagement on those oh, yeah. TikTok posts sure. so far. Uh, and it's something that we, that we do want to get into more. It's, it's, it's a very different audience. Um, you know, you, some people think that all social media is all the same audience. It's a very different audience and demographic. Um, so it is something that, that we want to get into, but we've, we've been a little, we've been a little bit sporadic and slow getting into it so far, but it's something we hope to keep doing.
1: Yeah, and obviously, you know, the use of social media and how much you had to lean into it very much changed in the last year and a half with COVID-19. So how yeah. did that really, you know, whether it be how the team was leveraging it or how you guys had to leverage it with the fans, how did that kind of change your day-to-day?
0: It kind of, it, 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 it made things a lot busier. It was, it was a really interesting time in, in a billion ways uh, for everybody. Um, for us, it was, it was really, really interesting because, you know, we had to start getting used to obviously not, uh, for, from working from home and not going into the office. And, and it was right around the start of the off season, which, um, which could be for a sports team, a, a slower time, but, um, no, not, and, and, that, and by the way, that off season came sooner than we thought because of COVID. Um, but for us, it was like incredibly busy and it, it was kind of the, the reality and I, and I enjoyed this, but it was the reality that, like, we're not con- connecting with our fans at all in, in any other way but through social media, pretty much. It was like we can't talk to them at the arena. There's no games. We can't talk to them um, through the broadcasts of our games because there's no games, um, you know, in a lot of different ways. Obviously, we do email marketing and, and all that sort of thing. But social media um, continued to be, and there was further emphasis on it, especially for our sponsors and our partners and, and, and that type of thing on communicating with fans through our social media platform. So that's, and, and, and then we had to find new and unique ways to do that. It seems so long ago, but we, we started, you know, we started trying to come up with as much content as we could. And, um, one of the things we did was we had fans send in videos of their kids playing hockey around the house or in the street or in the driveway. And we had our radio announcer, Steve Carroll do play by play over those videos. And then (laughs) I mixed them together. Yeah. And, and we put them out and, um, the fans really, really liked it. Some of the videos were short and, um, you know, it, it wasn't high quality 4K HD video by any means. And uh, Steve had fun with, you know, I would text him a video and then I'd sometimes give him a script or I'd say, you know, describe it the way you want. And then he'd text me back a, a sound clip and I'd mix them together and, um, and, and and sometimes mix in some fake crowd noise, which fake crowd noise was a reality for real hockey games, as we know. <laughs> uh ultimately but um so it was fun we we tried to come up with as, as much new content as we could a lot of it you know uh generated by our fans and followers but um it, it was you know in so many ways i could go on for a while but it was it was a really interesting time
2: yeah and i mean COVID hit so fast like yeah how did that like transition i feel like that like very quick pivot of we can't stick with what we were doing our season's over yeah where do we go like how fast did that new strategy have to come yeah
0: it again it seems so long ago it's almost hard to remember but it was it was really quick and then you know personal you know it was really quick on you know what's our strategy here now and and you know if you guys remember there wasn't really the thought of you know this thing's going to go away in a couple weeks you know i don't i don't want to talk too much about COVID. certainly it's not the most fun topic in the world but there was a thought like it'll be business as usual you know really soon okay our season might be over in this new playoff format but you know we figured we'd be right back at it in yeah. September October like like every season and um, so we had to pivot really quickly and then from a personal or personnel standpoint it was we have to learn how to communicate each other on uh, you know not in person and you know on uh, using outlets like this for example um, so you know I think we've gotten used to it a year and a half later people are still on mute when they don't realize they are um, but that's just the personnel and and uh, you know the, the working uh, the ducks employee side of things but yeah it was it, it was a really quick pivot and a, a word we've used way too many times and it always makes me think of Ross Geller trying to move his house up the stairs when people use when people use that word in a meeting uh, I still can't get past that but uh, yeah it was it was it was a very quick adjustment and um, you know it's, so, it's sort of one of those things that that brings a little excitement to the job, I guess, if that's the right word for it.
1: Yeah, and since you brought up, you know, obviously not just professional hockey, but most mm-hmm. roles had to shift in COVID. Uh, yeah. What does the your team look like for producing content? Obviously, you oversee it, but what is for from the digital content perspective? How does that kind of organizational tree go down to like, you know, yeah. People?
0: So my department um, is one of the smaller ones in our organization and one of the smaller ones in the league. Um, we only have three guys, including me. And, and one of them, unfortunately, uh, we had to furlough way back and he has since taken n- another job. So I'm currently filling that third position, um, which is a digital content producer position. So um, so Are I will say, first, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I will say that 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 yes on paper, my department is only three people, but but in reality, we work with so many more in other departments, and and that sort of increases things. So so we work with marketing on an extremely consistent basis. We work with our PR people on a on a constant basis. Our game entertainment guys, who are the guys who produce all the video features that you see, the longer form ones, the shorter ones. Um, you know, we we don't necessarily use them for like a post game interview or something like that. But um, they're the guys behind all of the videos that that you'll see on our platforms and of course, in arena, um, you know, our sponsorship people we work with constantly. So, um, so yes, my department itself is, is fairly small. But, but the, the, the cool thing that I always say about my department, and my side of things is we, we probably work, aside from HR, maybe we work with more de- other departments in the organization than than probably any, any department does. So that, that's kind of a cool thing. It's very collaborative sort of atmosphere.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I
0: was picturing like fifty people. So it's
1: it's interesting to know that. Not in you know, my cool department,
0: team. but yeah. Well, we 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 want it to look like fifty people are, are, are behind that. It's uh but it's always funny when I'm watching a TV show and they roll the credits and I'm like, it takes a hundred and twenty people to do a curb your enthusiasm. Why? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's always amazing. Hot. So we want it to look like uh, you know there's a lot of people uh, behind the scenes, but but really it's it's just us three and like I said, working with with several dozen others at all you know at all times.
2: Yeah, with so much going on right now, obviously we just had the expansion draft, and now mm. we have the entry draft mm-hmm. literally tonight from yes. what we're filming. Yes. But so what does that like preparation look like for you guys? Because obviously content's going out. Yeah, as soon as calls are made like right. what is that i'm not here for an hour
0: every time i open it there's so much <laughs> yeah good. yeah um it's kind of a fun time um the expansion drive is not a fun time for every team uh, other than seattle uh, and then <laughs> and vegas right, and then vegas three years ago or whatever it was uh, because it's really all about you're gonna lose a guy and um and so our preparation for that wasn't huge other than okay when do we get this list of of guys that we're protecting and guys that we're not protecting and then um then the speculation goes out and and you know uh be, sort of behind the scenes thing we work i forgot to mention by the way most importantly that we work constantly with our graphics people our graphic design people uh and i think i owe uh our graphic design department is actually a little shorthanded right now too. And I think I owe one of our graphic designers a bottle of something because uh, he has been killing it for (laughs) us. And by the way, we're not the only ones he works for. So, uh, so, but, but he's, he's putting together graphics, getting ready for, you know, we, we kind of watched for for the expansion draft and I'll get into the regular draft in a second. We kind of watched the speculation of who could get picked. And so we prepare graphics for, for a a couple (laughs) of players, you know, so that we can, put out a thank you graphic at the end. And it turned out to be a player, Hayden Flair, that hadn't been with us uh, for very long. Still a a really tough loss as as far as a young defenseman goes. Um, But, and then as far as the draft goes, like just a ton of of preparation, especially from a graphic side, social media side, we've been, um, our angle going into this has been, um, we want to show our fans, A, we're going to get a really good player at the number three pick. And B, we have a, um, a really strong recent history of drafting um, that all lend into, hey, this team's on the rise and the young players coming in. And, um, and so that's been our focus is let's focus on the history uh, of our draft, our recent drafting um, with some infographics and some, you know, featuring the guys that are in our organization that, you know, may have been a rookie last year or, or second, third year and are up and coming. And B, let's focus on, we had a list of nine guys, nine prospects that could be available when we pick third. Um, so we put together graphics on those guys. We, we From the league, we were able to get highlight packages of those guys, and we featured you know them on Twitter and other platforms um, as we lead into the draft. So a ton of um, preparation as we go into today, which I'm looking at the clock. We're, we're a couple hours away. I don't know if I'm supposed to give away what time it is when we're doing this. <laughs> the draft hasn't happened yet. We could do, do nine takes of me talking about the guy we just picked, if you guys would put this out after the draft. Uh, but um, like I said, a couple hours, I'm actually heading over to Honda Center in, in a little bit because um, uh, we have sort of a draft, uh, draft party sort of thing. We have our select a seat for our season ticket holders going on at the same time as the draft's going on. So it's kind of an event at Honda Center. So all the preparation leads up into that. And then, and then there's preparation to be ready for when we make that pick. Um, and whoever that, that ends up being, we obviously want to splash that across all our platforms and, and celebrate the new guy. And so, um, so yeah, a lot a lot goes into it, le- leading up to it.
1: So in terms of, you said prior, shifting back a little bit, uh, that social media is all different, the demographics are mm-hmm. different for each one. What kind <laughs> of research, if that falls under your department, do you guys do to kind of plan that marketing? Obviously, Twitter is very
0: different than Facebook and who's yeah. what you guys are posting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really interesting did you say what kind of research do we do yeah just yeah, like, yeah.
1: i know we struggle to get follow you know we'll post one thing on facebook and it'll get two likes and we'll post it on yeah. twitter and we'll get
0: 200 it's very yeah it's yeah. Cool. yeah it's 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 really tough to tell you know it's the the research that we do like obviously we have an analytics department in the organization that that does and we do a lot of things on our own too um it's it's very interesting how different the audiences are like we'll put something out on, on Twitter. There's been, you know, in addition to COVID over the last year or so, there's been a lot of social justice uh, issues that, you know, where team sports teams have to decide, do we want to get involved in this or do we stay away? Um, And, you know, we, we obviously want to get involved when it's appropriate. And sometimes, you know, the league is, is encouraging teams to get involved. Um, And you'll put something out and, I'll hear from somebody a little higher up, wow, the reaction to that wasn't good. And I'll look on Twitter, I'm like, no, it seemed fine. And he's like, check Instagram. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, oh, I hadn't checked Instagram in a little while, oh my God, that unraveled and got out of control. It's funny how the different platforms draw different reactions or some platforms draw very little reaction. Right. Um, so our biggest thing is like, we're not necessarily studying, I mean, we are, but we're not necessarily overly studying analytics or demographics or how did males over 35 react to this but we're really just studying the actual you know the actual reaction um and and of our of our fans or if it's someone who's just trolling for trolling's sake um because you know the our engagement with with those followers is, is extremely important to us and we're very curious about how they're reacting to certain things so um you know, it's almost anecdotal rather than than statistical that we're that we're really studying. Like that post didn't really wasn't really great. We're definitely looking at things like like shares and likes and replies and all of that stuff. Um, but we're also getting deeper and saying, well, what was the reply? You know, uh, a, a, a Donald Trump tweet could have eight eight million replies. And they're all negative you know And it doesn't mean it was a popular tweet it just Smart. means it generated something uh bad example by the way because I, I don't i believe he's not on twitter anymore but i, I can't be certain yep. uh <laughs> but yeah that's that's really what we're studying is the kind of reaction to certain things and and it does um you know it, it, it does influence what what we'll post you know in, in the future and um and you know I, just to elaborate a little more, you know, when the team's going bad, and and we'll post something pretty innocuous, and um, the reply will be something negative about just win some games or something, and then we're like, gee, should we just not post anything at all? Because and that's of course not the answer, right? Think, it's like we're
1: going out ten to nothing, and it's like, do we? Do yeah. It like. Right.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and you're right. Like mid game, and and that's a credit to to Tyler, who I mentioned earlier about, you know, sometimes we'll. You know, you have to kind of read the room is, is a popular expression. And sometimes, when we give up a goal, we'll put out a, you know, a a funny GIF of somebody looking disappointed. But when that's the goal that makes it a five nothing deficit, it's like let's not mess around with the goofy GIFs on this one. You know, this is not this is not <laughs> funny. The bear. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. So you are making those uh, decisions on a day to day basis. But he's but we're also making those decisions on a minute to minute basis when it comes to like. You know in the middle of the game so it, it definitely influences what we do
2: yeah so after this feels like forever of change and away from everyone this season looks like it's set to be fairly normal
0: yeah if things go right, Knock on what right. Are you most looking forward to for next season well uh, you know so i don't want to you know get ahead of myself because i we all read the news and we're like uh is this coming back you know so as of now, and we just got our schedule yesterday, it, we are set for uh, for full arenas, um, and and if that is the case, uh, I, you know, <laughs> the thing I'm most looking forward to is full arenas because it it was rough, um, and the players will say the same thing. You know, people don't think the players care about hearing the crowd noise or or are influenced by loud crowds or or cheering and booing and what have you, but they really are, and they talked about it a lot. It was. Very weird playing in empty arenas, and then our last five home games of the year, we were able to have um you know a limited capacity, I think around seventeen hundred um which was ten percent of our capacity and that was certainly better, and seventeen hundred sounded louder than I anticipated but but man, do you miss it? you miss it, and it's very, very strange, you know, even with our fake crowd noise um and 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 some other things, it was very strange you know, watching games or working games in empty arenas. So the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is, is just, you know, I feel like I keep, I, I remember thinking like the next time we score a goal and I, and I hear a crowd roar, I like, I might get emotional, you know, like I might break down because it was, it, it was so, so weird, not having it, not having it there. And I have, I have experienced so many unbelievable moments in, in, in our arena Honda center over the years, Um, that are all based on, you know, a huge crowd reaction, you know? And so that's the biggest thing that, you know, knock on wood again, but that's the biggest thing I'll be looking forward to when, when we get back to it in the fall. Yeah. Well, wishing all the best to
2: the Ducks this season. (laughs) You're very excited to see what you guys are putting out there in the off season with so much going on, especially tonight, the next few weeks. So, but thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. We were so excited to hear this side of the sport.
0: Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. And uh, let's hope we have a great draft tonight. Yeah, totally.
2: Uh, <laughs> let everyone know where they can find you on social.
0: Oh, uh, well, first of all, I'll say at Anaheim Ducks. We, I'll uh, <laughs> that, say, I am um, I'm at Adam J, just the initial J Brady. I, the at Adam Brady was taken from some guy in Ireland when I when I signed up for Twitter. So I had to, I had to go with my middle initial, but it's at Adam J Brady on, on, on Twitter, so. And Instagram as well. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not great on Instagram. You'll probably only find pictures of my puppy on there, but uh, I, do cool. what I, I do what I can. Do. I
2: love dog content when <laughs> we here, when our dogs are in our lives. It's <laughs> right. I was exactly. actually holding him so he wouldn't jump
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you, you couldn't tell. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Anytime. We'll catch everyone another time. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on social, S Sweethearts Pod on Twitter, Slapshot Sweethearts Instagram. You know where to find us.